Hello, good morning, Akashavani Tervithya. So, I'm making a recording today at uh, 3.30 in the morning, yeah, AM. So I thought it was, uh, it would be kind of interesting to just uh, document the kind of uh, voices I'm hearing, so to speak, from the, uh, what, what the teleseries Ashes of Love has called as the river of unmindfulness. Um, as a practitioner, as a healthcare facilitator, um, my training has afforded me the kind of uh, work that I have been doing through medicine intelligence therapy has allowed me to pay attention to um, and also my life story as far as allowed me to be aware of what a lot of people are um, not able to maybe from the realm of uh, um, the I don't know that I don't know yeah according to the Johari window um, the four quadrants there is the uh, fourth quadrant is uh, I don't know that I don't know yeah so it's the it's realm of the unconscious so there is a conscious subconscious and unconscious minds and then there is another one which is which people have been calling as a turiya which is beyond the unconscious so I work with the unconscious and uh, probably what has been called as turiya um, okay what that basically means is um, um, I have tended to work from the realm of the unknown um, because part of my journey, a large part of my journey has been um, once I kind of hit uh, a sort of disorientation with relationships and um, during, int during interesting stir um, of the fabric of my life at that point in time, I, um, I recognized that I hit nothing. And then I had to kind of figure out um, what my relationships is and what is my placement, what am I doing in the scheme of things. So uh, on route, um, I have tended to remain with what I sensed as this ground of nothing because so much of um, my life came into perspective and I could see things in perspective and appreciate things from a, from a point um, <clears throat> which would have otherwise maintained the illusions and uh, not see life for what uh, it is and what it makes available. So in many ways I have tended to maintain being in a state of nothing. And um, incidentally, I also happened to, uh, with that learning, I came to the training of BCST. And then there was uh, the suggestion of a practitioner neutral, um, which I thought kind of um, was, uh, was an aspect of what I thought, what I'd um, been maintaining as nothing. And then I um, also kind of um, joined Aikido classes where they was also talk talking about nothing matters. And I was thinking, very interesting. Yeah. So, um, and then there have been also uh, the Hatha Yoga practices where they're also talking about the fourth form of uh, where um, in the Yoga Sutras, they're talking about a fourth form of breathing. And I kind of joined up that and uh, many other um, practices that are there in other philosophies, for example, the Buddhist philosophy, um, which kind of um, makes it, you know, layers over and refines and enriches what my idea of nothing is. So because of my training and because of I've been paying attention to what is missing the presence of which will make a difference and, and being alive and being human. So I have, or because of all of that, I have the training I have. 
and hence I'm able to kind of pay attention to the light and dark sides. Uh, probably in terms of mythology, probably I'm playing the role of Hermes, you know, uh, who kind of uh, um, was apparently a messenger of the heaven and hell realm, uh, realms, of the known and unknown. Uh, so kind of, so people are, uh, so there is health maintained in the realms. And then um, I got to see the um, teleseries Ashes of Love, where they're talking about six realms. And as I was thinking about things, I noticed that in my idea, from my, I mean, these are all different philosophies of thinking. Um, you know, different civilizations have come up with different ideas and put them together and form the philosophy that, that um, best helps that civilization or that culture understand life and then come to uh, um, a reasonable, a, a sane health, wealth and um, wisdom maintaining um, means by which to, you know, live and let live, you know. So there are uh, some philosophies may, philosophies may seem contradicting with the others, but there are different philosophies, there are different religions, there are different ways of thinking across boundaries. And uh, sometimes when there are contradictions and we are not patient enough to listen to the other's point of view, there comes clashes. Yeah. So language has been one such uh, reason for why there have been clashes, because there are so many languages and how one language perceives a meaning uh, of the same words, say, for example, faith or for love, maybe how another language perceives the same um, idea, but with different vocabulary and um, um, how that is understood in one language versus another causes clashes, you know. So, um, so, it, so uh, that is some of the concerns that I'm addressing with Connect Dot. So, to bridge um, gaps between boundaries, you know, to facilitate um, humanity cross boundaries. Uh, so, so it's also in that interest that I'm speaking, um, that my work is also about. Um, you know, so we have a, a, a humane understanding of not just of ourselves, but also how we interact with as life and uh, what is possible from how we live life from these understandings. So, uh, so when I'm saying I'm paying attention to the river of unmindfulness, there are several things that we have been able to pay attention to from the philosophy of life that we are living by, which say, for example, the Islamic philosophy have some paradigms of thinking, which is different from, say, the Hindu paradigm of thinking, or the scientific paradigm of thinking, or, or say, the Yoga Shastras, Ayurveda paradigm of thinking. So there are some things which one sees, and some things which they miss out, which another philosophy sees, um, and it's possible, but they need these two philosophies need to talk to each other to see what is missing and you know which one is acceptable, which one is common amongst them, and which one is inadvertently missed by one or the other, one philosophy which may be present in another. So these dialogues is important. So I have found during my um, research and development, I was you know my my inquiry has been what is missing the presence of which will make a difference in our experience of being human, in our experience of being alive. And uh, so I examined through these different uh, philosophies that's there. And this is something which I found um, often occurring, that each of these uh, philosophies, each of these theories are valid in their own ways. And that there are no contradictions in life. What there is, is a lack of perspective. And uh, 
uh, our dialogues, you know, are uh, discussing being patient enough to listen to another's point of view, even if they seem contradicting. It's one of the important essentials required for us to appreciate um, values present in another's theory of life, which may not, which may or may not be present in our theory of life. And because we don't know what the other has been studying, <coughs> say for example, if I've been studying science and you've been studying social science, the social studies, there are some things which so the, which the science of social studies makes available, which the science of say physics and chemistry may not be having. Yeah. So when, when there's a dialogue, there's a discussion between these two sciences, then perspectives come uh, come forth which say the problems in say physics and chemistry may be solvable by what is present to, through through the studies of social science and some problems which have been there in the studies of social sciences may be available through solutions in uh, physics and chemistry and similarly we have languages we have religion and we have um, ethnicities you know different cultures different uh, countries have their own system of how to live life. For example, the South Indians have uh, their own co cooking tradition, for example. You know, how the sambar came about or how the dosa came about and what's the philosophy behind these kinds of recipes. Uh, say, um, or um, versus, say, the Western philosophy of, um, re you know, recipes. How they make bread, why they make bread, um, and those kinds of things. So, so, this, so this is just about say different paradigms of thinking only when we are not really having discussions between them we miss out some very important points for example the south indian sambar is said to have um, properties by which colon cancer can be healed yeah so it's about what goes into the recipe that helps uh, another paradigm of thinking not just about you know it's just good food and then it's nice and then eaten to health getting benefited from how the food is cooked and um, so a different um, uh, a different field of study is getting benefited from what may seem like an, um, you know just another recipe by one culture so um, so when we're not having dialogues across um, across when we're not having interdisciplinary dialogues yeah conversations there's so much that is missed out and uh, we continue to suffer in our own um, individual um, ways. Um, there are things that work, that, there may be some things that don't work, but maybe something that don't work is because we are not talking across the boundaries, yeah, across the, inter uh, across the disciplines. Mm -hmm. um, and hence, we don't know why do they enjoy life so much. There's something that they're doing that has them enjoy that. Um, so, uh, while we may be in some way um, unhappy about it, and we don't really know why we are unhappy, we, may, we just see that somebody else is happy, and uh, there may be a certain, you know, have and have not clash. When all that it probably take is to have a dialogue to see what is that you're doing that you're so happy, uh, and uh, maybe we don't know, or we are doing it differently, or so these dialogues will help to appreciate each other's point of view. Okay, so coming to why I started this uh, right now, I thought it is important, it may be of interest to know what is happening in the river of unmindfulness 
um, what that means is, you know, what we are inadvertently missing out from not having these dialogues or, you know, being very um, kind of conservative in, uh, well, if that's the word, you're trying to protect the values that have been come to us through traditions um, and somehow not able to see the other's point of view. So in that sense, being conservative of our ideas, sometimes to the exclusion of others' ideas. yeah, And hence, um, the inadvertently, what comes about as the river of unmindfulness. Yeah. Uh, okay, to give you an example, in South India, there's this uh, um, river called Rishabhavati that used to be a flowing, rich, lush river, but somehow um, with urbanization of many kinds, yeah, um, it's become a sewerage, yeah, where drainage water gets collected and flows through uh, into the ocean. So, uh, so what that happens, so that's like the river of unmindfulness. That used to be a river. Somehow, one way or the other, we fail to, in some way, pay sufficient attention to it, or how things are, you know, um, or how we managed our waste, and hence it all just unmindfully, what went unmindful um, through unmindfulness flowed into the river, and a pristine river became dirty so much so that we regard it to be a sewerage rather than as a river. So, um, so what I'm talking about as a river of unmindfulness. It refers to that which we inadvertently left out from thinking about, paying attention to. And hence, what is in kind of, in one way or the other, uh, like the river of Rishabhavati, awaiting a time when we would pay attention to them and, you know, that river gets cleaned. So, um, so I'm just going to speak about what I'm hearing um, at this point in time, which is about, uh, now it's about 3.40, yeah. So it may be of interest because at this time there is a nervous. It said that the nervous system goes through a cleaning process, yeah, um, a maintenance process. So then it's about how, what are our, our personal practices by which the nervous system can sufficiently uh, recuperate, yeah. So accordingly is our uh, is how how well we sleep, how we uh, appreciate the basics. That in, in my per uh, perspective, is food, water. Uh, fun, work, clean, and rest. I I think these um, six form the basic um, of our everyday living. And um, so, when we are, when our health maintenance practices um, may sub, if, if it's if it is suboptimal, then that affects how our everyday activities of living, which is these ba basics, these six. So, okay, at this point in time. Um, so I'm just going to be quiet, yeah. So I can kind of uh, when I'm talking, there is so much happening at uh, conscious, subconscious, and conscious um, and levels. So um, I've been speaking here. So okay. So one of the things that I've been hearing is uh, okay. Uh, uh, I got tough. Uh, dark, yeah, um, making it, uh, um, I won't, yeah, okay, it's like, uh, I'm having a, uh, you know, I'm talking about, uh, I was actually making up a course, an online course, and having a non-inflammatory presence using nothing. So as I was doing the exercise, there was this thought of, you know, whether, um, uh, what to make freely available, and which one to, 
uh, be to make it just specifically part of the course and those kinds of things and um, so um, what i'm hearing from the river of unmindfulness is uh, what is not visible what is not mm, maybe even non verbal yeah um uh, not really visible visible okay see now you may have heard about clair people yeah clairsentient clairvoyant and um clairaudient etc so every one of us have the uh, senses with which we see hear feel smell taste uh, know and then there is a uh, subtler which we call as the 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 mind senses or other in the mind's eye we probably call it as the inner eye or the mind's eye similarly there would be the mind's ear or the inner ear the inner tongue for example or the inner nose or mind's nose uh, or the in knowing or what we may be calling as insight but may also be a thought an aha moment but it could be a uh, inner knowing yeah uh, that way so our, uh, in that sense um, i tend to think that we have six senses seeing hearing feeling smelling tasting knowing yeah because sometimes we get so caught up in what we know that we don't uh, that we think that you know now that i know it i know it like know it all kind that there is nothing other than that and when there is so much that is not known i call it the realm i've tended to call it the realm of the unknown uh, and a lot of the times we it's uh, a certain deficiency if that may be the word um um a lack of sufficient respect for the known and the unknown um that there are that there may be things that we don't know about and we may not be comfortable with saying i don't know that uh, a lot of uh, what we know gets so concreted and we get so rigid that uh, we do not appreciate something other than that something other than that is not accessible to us because we are so rigid about what we know so i've tended to think that knowing is also a sense that we sometimes get so caught up and um fixated about just like you know i see red and that means it is a rose yeah um like they say all that glitters is not gold or all that is white is not milk so you see something but that need not be all that there is there are, there may be other um plato talks about the theory of forms that there are many aspects to identifying um an object not just by the color or just by the sound of it um then many many points of reference together helps us identify an object a chair is a chair because it has certain features that makes a chair a chair different from what a table is so unless those those qualities um match uh, you may be calling a, a table as a chair all you want but the fact your subjective perspective and the objective perspective like what has been time sustainably recognized as table while you may be calling it as chair yeah so um so then uh, there comes um how much of uh, how much of critical thinking do you have you know how much of a conceptual thinking do you have um and hence uh, you know you can, you can kind of assess the uh, degree of intelligence um we, different i people are said to have different iqs so you can kind of see um you know how uh, where maybe a certain perspective um uh, you cannot say lacking but it's more like a training gone um you know needed so that 
those perspectives are there by which say for example critical thinking is required if there's a certain deficiency in that uh, you know you you, want, you might see um, effects of it in um, everyday living say for example being able to do the right thing um, your your discernment of how to do the right thing may be affected by you know not having sufficient tra- sufficient training on critical thinking or um, or say the difference between a table and a chair if you if you cannot recognize the difference between that maybe there is a certain deficiency in, in conceptual thinking because of which you know you're not able to see um why you perceive it to be a chair while everybody else is perceiving it to be a table um so either uh, you're right and others haven't had sufficient conceptual uh, training conceptual th- you know sufficient training in uh, conceptual thinking or you're um uh, not sufficiently trained enough while everybody else is in something else so it could be that but what are our um perspective points of reference by which you know that see right now i'm at um the nervous system cleansing phase i'm like talking yeah okay but, but it's much more nice right this point in time um at this time of the day because a lot of people are sleeping um, around in my uh neighborhood um so our brain waves are not so much uh, clashing so to speak but i'm speaking here so um i'm just going to pause and then i'm going to resume so um i'm kind of a little bit more in the flow of you know at this point in time there's a lot of things happening so yeah i'm just going to do i'm just going to pause for a while mm-hmm. so i'm back with uh, a little more on uh, what i've been kind of what i'm perceiving at this moment point in time from the river of unmindfulness so in the previous podcast i had mentioned uh, um about you know a nervous system not being so fine you know so there is there is this i'm hearing from as what may be the cause for the monkey pox um at least from what i'm perceiving and if this is going to help people so i think there has been some there is some i don't know frequency tuning or healing or some such thing happening uh for mm-hmm. this time yeah i don't know which is that is what that is happening because at about uh, was noticing from around 130 i was sitting kind of overnight so 130 it was kind of uh, pleasant around 2 o'clock it gets a little tense that's when the respiratory system and all of us working so that's there and then uh, from around 3 is um around 3 3:15 is when i notice more a nervous th- thing and at that time i was noticing a certain what i call as um well um you know all is happy nice i notice this during the day too like when people are sometimes doing uh, um this light worker practices where there's a have certain gaiety a certain joyness like when you get your fir- your fir- like when i got my first shot of uh, the corona vaccine i got yeah um there's a certain nice yeah your immune system is kind of buoyed and then it's a kind of a pseudo yeah uh, so if you're going to lose your uh, common sense and that you know that there's there's this um take care around what's happening and you just uh, okay now you have this pseudo false sense of security that now you're vaccinated you're all fine uh that is like immediately like what happens when you get, get the vaccine um so um 
it's that kind of a boyard um i wouldn't call it as brain frequency but that I, some practice yeah so i don't know if somebody is healing my brain waves so that i'm you know i'm not traumatized i don't know which if that's a case yeah some you know i've heard of some people doing these distance healing stuff and but my work involves paying attention to what is present as well as what is absent so i often say what is missing is present by its absence or absent by its presence um absent by its presence yeah yeah so there is both so i'm noticing what is there and what is not there so there is this it feels like you know a little bit like in a cloud yeah this um, some feel good some something so it's like a being in a cotton um um cotton gaity so what is missing is uh, uh your ability to uh, my work involves paying attention to my body tissue fabric and all of that so th- this is like uh what i happen to be in a person's um when they were facilitating what is this called as a theta wave something so so i was thinking a little faffy yeah little woo woo and i was thinking dissociated yeah so it's so that's a little bit of sense that's like one part of it it's all nice happy but happy is not really you know it's happiness is a fine balance between several aspects so it's a little i wouldn't say minty you know it's not minty but it's little um yeah airy kind so so i know that there are some things which i can't feel for clearly um so so what am i not feeling is my muscles i can't feel my muscles and um which until about 2 o'clock to around 2:15 something i could feel it as being tough like the irony stuff um so right now at uh, 3:40 3:50 i'm speaking slightly louder like it's okay to speak yeah my life is all fine it's okay you know you can do yourself so it's that kind of a maybe somebody is doing a distance healing yeah but i kind of recognize it because this has been so happening so regularly there are you know so because i'm talking about trauma and different kinds of things and people may be thinking you know she's going through something so this happens very regularly so now and i'm also talking fast which means my nervous system is in some way affected by some high energy frequencies yeah so my voice is kind of shaky shaky there and a little nervy yeah so this is either happening because of what's happening in the environment right now in the river of unmindfulness or because somebody is doing a distance healing thing yeah so maybe i could do another um podcast at a different point in time uh because then you would uh, why am i doing this is also so if somebody is paying attention to this and you can kind of uh, um notice if there's some pattern um uh, which may be why we have this news of the monkeypox because we've had corona for about 2020 2021 now yeah and uh, now you're hearing about the monkeypox and i've heard it um the at least i saw a whatsapp message that says 12 countries are affected so i don't know yeah so i i don't know how how if i'm not getting correct news but nevertheless i want i don't want to take any risk about it but if any of this is contributing to it then we can take remedial actions so that's the idea so okay so 
um, sense and sensibilities has been part of one of what my work is about. So I know, um, so my work involves paying attention to my bones, to my fascia, to my blood, to the, to my CSF, to my lymph, and you know, different tissues have their own uh, uh, texture, so to speak. Um, also have their, uh, so I recognize health when I, when I can notice my nerves to be a certain way, then I know that my nerves are healthy or are they traumatized? Yeah. So right now I'm all talky navi navi. So there is some high energy frequency, something's happening. Yeah. So I've been tending to call this as a light worker's work. Yeah. They're all like all light, um, you know, merge with the light and those kinds of things. So I've been thinking, you know what, you got some things missing there. Uh, but uh, it's more like who's listening. Yeah. Since what I do is I've been calling it as sanitizing dharma. Yeah, I sanitize my experience of the frequencies. I um, de-traumatize my nerves from these high energy stuff. So that my nervous tonicity is within normal range and not hyper or hypo. Yeah, so because then I would um, face consequent health um, effects. So some people are doing this lower frequency thing. The low frequency, I don't know if that's a word. But uh, uh, they have their own effects. They have you kind of go, f have a different effect on your system. So what am I not hearing at this point in time? By which I know what is not there. So there's a happy happy, which is pretty unusual because that's not how this time of the day is when people are sleeping and apparently in their, you know, one of their depressed spaces. And that's when you actually kind of I have noticed there's been the sense of nightmarish things or when you know the nervous system is kind of um, uh, rejuvenating from not having sufficient rest and now getting rest. So I've noticed how this time is. So this is all happy. Yeah. It's not so normal. Sometimes I think I'm going to do a peekaboo at another unsurprised, you know, unpredicted time to just catch that moment and then you know look I caught you so today is another time so somebody is very specifically doing that so somebody cares I call them this uh, call this as a well-wisher syndrome yeah somebody wishes well enough to do the distance healing stuff but we know what we know and there are things that we don't know about and I happen to be studying all of this stuff so um Fafi, Fafi is the word that comes to mind. Woo woo, airy airy, warm airy airy, yeah. Like on a cloud. A little out of touch with reality. Okay, now my, my breath is going a little tense because that's not how it is supposed to be at this point in time. I'm supposed to, my breath is supposed to be breathing those different layers of Breathing, my lungs are going a little tight. Um, there's this irony sense um, because that is what is not immediately present to be paid attention to. Unless you're paying attention to some certain specific deeper aspects, you you easily miss this out. So my nerves are going cold because that's something that happens at this time. While there is a surface subcutaneous kind of, of you know, um, airy, airy, light, warm and stuff. My nerves inside, I can feel, is uh, a little irony, yeah? 
going cold there, cold nerves kind. And if you're, uh, um, so this is the time when I actually um, do Nibiru yoga, kind of. Um, so that kind, well, I wouldn't say this. When I notice these traumatized effects on my system is also when I do a little more intensive Nibiru yoga. So that my system is not so affected. Um, so, so this is also from the river of unmindfulness. Yeah, this traumatizing kind of coldish thing. Yeah, the cold, the cold blood symptoms or cold nerve symptoms are also from the dark side. Dark is not necessarily bad. It's just that what we don't know or rather the traumatized don't know. Yeah, so there is, uh, so there's the good and bad to both sides. Yeah, you can use a knife, yeah, to cut vegetables or gory stuff. Yeah, so it's about what you use that for. So there is a good and bad to everything. So in the light also, in the white, there is also the dark side to the white and the white side to the white. Similarly, the, the black or the dark, there's the dark side to the dark and the white side to the dark. Yeah, what that means is it's not necessarily bad. It's just about um, have you cleaned the space enough? If a, a, a table is not cleaned often and you're going to keep working on it on working on it, at some point the table is going to be, you know, dirty, bad table kind. Yeah, but it's not really bad. It's just that you haven't cleaned enough. Similarly, the white needs regular cleaning and the black needs regular cleaning. So when it's not regularly cleaned enough, then you have sometimes this all happy happy nice but it's not really all happy happy nice it's a pseudo effect that could get you into trouble if you're not really mindful enough it's like you know like a person not having pain like pain is bad and and you being de-anesthetized to pain makes you insensate pain is also there for a reason yeah pain is there to make you aware when something is dangerous enough that you need to immediately retract your hand when there's a fire for example and if you're not feeling pain then that could get you charred, yeah? Burn that, not good. Pain is there for a reason. Similarly, fear, anger, emotion, everything is there for a reason. So, um, discounting them or not, or invalidating them has us lose out on some things. So, the nerves are still cold, yeah? Deeper levels, I can feel them. Probably where these frequency, these higher frequencies not reaching, it's cold, cold. Um, and that if, I, if I'm going to if I'm not going to pay attention to it sufficiently it could make my blood it could affect how my blood is yeah um, blood clotting you know coagulation stuff and our human blood moves in warmth so if our nerves are kind of a little cold and from a lot of unmindful stuff then it could uh, affect how our blood flows yeah coagulopathies so that's something or how our uh, ability to breathe easily is, which, yeah, now that is, now for some reason it's abating. Maybe somebody just got tired enough, you know, we've done enough healing, now we, <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. They may not have expected me to be talking on a podcast, I don't know which is the case, but right now I can feel my breath again. It's a little irony, cold, heavy. So I, I, te I tend to call this as a guru, or the dark or heavy stuff. So I'm not warming the breath. That's not what I'm doing. Um, so I can I can kind of tell what is 
thought patterns in here um i hear them in like um, i hear words i think i hear particles or something i don't know i mean it's my imagination but i'm here yeah well okay so what am i hearing okay like uh, some of uh, some have picked up it's either the frequencies or waves have picked up on my use of the word faffy so faffy faffy i'm hearing that i like they're contemplating on the word here on the idea of faffy yeah. uh, the dark in the heavy irony stuff is um it could crush yeah it could crush um the tissues yeah kind of like it's uh it could get difficult and you would want something warm it if I used to earlier I used to have this uh, have the sense that my bones I would stand in the mid afternoon sun because my bones couldn't get warm enough yeah so this is like if I'm going to keep being here you know uh, paying attention to this and not in some way warm my body that could could kind of get to my bones or something and it could chatter 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 you know that kind of uh, cold and it's not well I've kind of begun to recognize environmental coldness and river of unmindfulness coldness yeah so the guru coldness and the environmental like the air the ambient um weather is cold so there's a difference so there's this thing of uh, so you're going to see all of this to people yeah because it's like you know secret kisi ko batate nahi kind but um, what i'm also saying this is uh, um why am i saying this is there are many layers within our own psyche that we don't tell people yeah and why is that so is because there is a lot that we are not speaking and the the absence of these dialogues is maintaining our um distances between across boundaries having us be in these violent practices when there are other ways of yeah uh taking care of ourselves of life there's so much of suffering that happens uh when we are not speaking what is going on within us we think we are alone in our um difficulties when everybody is alone if only we would speak then we would recognize that everybody is dealing with one or the other level of this aloneness we kind of um in our own personal hellfire when if if we only talk about what's this hellfire we are dealing with you will notice that there is some common things commonly we are you know we are dealing with some hellfires if only we spoke it out they will, they won't be those hellfires 
and because we are not discussing it, so oh, why these boundaries, scruffles? That's a word, and why we have diseases, yeah, and the rivers not going cleaned, so those kinds of things. Or why we have landfills, and why the ocean is salty so much, you know. air pollution, particulate matter. So it's cold, yeah? I can particularly feel... So I kind of have a sense of my fingers, if that's a word. I have, well, ten fingers, yeah? And I'm noticing more of a tension in what I call as the water finger, that the little finger. And I think the ring finger, um, I tend to regard that as the earth fingers, yeah? Um... And the middle finger, the uh, yeah, the middle finger, I tend to call uh, regard it as a space finger, yeah. So I'm noticing more in the outer edge of the water finger, outer edge of the earth finger. There's a certain tension, which is um, pretty remarkable. It could it could um, hold the blood a little bit. But I'm, um, so I'm paying attention to the warmth in my own body, in the in my blood. So so to kind of cool a little bit, if possible, um, from the onslaught, so to speak. But that's that that's uh, that is not how I do nirbij yoga. But this is more. Um, it helps in some way um, to stay with my comfort. Yeah, oh, okay. So in the movie, um, A Wrinkle in Time, where um, Meg is, uh, you know, meets with the dark matter and uh, her brother is in the throes of the dark matter. And uh, it's, it's love, genuine love and care mm -hmm. that helps um, go beyond the grip of dark matter. So this may be something like, if, if it can be regarded as such. So mm -hmm. I'm paying attention to the care, paying attention to the warmth um, um, that is already there, that's part of my um, body, because my body is formed from several kinds of care received through time and space. So I'm paying attention to the care that my body is as a consequence of, you know, different kinds of mercies and kindness received and blessings all through time. So... Uh, uh, so people give what they have to give, yeah? And and then there are things that we are not aware of. We haven't been able to pay attention to. So I'm having this uh, theory effect because this is also from the river of unmindfulness, yeah? There are so many things that we haven't been able to care enough and uh, not many are speaking. Like right now I'm speaking. So... Um, I'm kind of bouncing off of the river of un unmindfulness to let you know about what is the kind of emotion that's there in the river of unmindfulness uh, that people are not expressing. I'm not expressing there are these emotions lucky, kind of oh, maintaining the dukkha.
That's, that's cold, yeah? If only we would hug, yeah? Let another know that we care. We will be... So this is not me crying, yeah? I'm bouncing off of the river of unmindfulness. I know that this is there. So... Oh, I'm kind of like being a medium right now. A, well, communicator. Communicating for what may not be so popularly heard. It's not just about hurt, but it's about what we, what we may not be paying attention to. When somebody's crying, yeah. For example, we may or may not be paying attention to the underlying cause for it. Uh, sometimes we just um, offer solace for the fact that they are crying, but not really addressing why they are crying. So that kind of remains that way. The cause kind of remains unaddressed. So they kind of remain alone in that sense. So that could be one part of it. I know for um, in my own personal experience that I'm talking about this work and I'm talking about, you know, um, doing the right thing and care and um, you know healing the fabric of time and space and all of that and and I'm like kind of um, doing my work alone it's like we should be having dialogues but I uh, often thought it is kind of strange that I'm talking about peace and non-violence and we're not really having dialogues it's like I'm selling ammunition or drugs or something um, I'm feeling that isolated um, something so I'm just wondering if uh, um, when I'm, you know, um, um, at one point in time, there was this thought that, you know, um, the when Pandora's box was opened, hope was the last that came out, is the story that says. So um, there was a sense that, you know, I need to preserve the, um, what I see as hope, you know, uh, what has the light of hope be there and what I was doing, how I was seeing things. Because I preferred to be, uh, to have... Um, uh, you know, uh, nothing as as a point of reference from which to have a perspective on what is missing the present, which would make a difference. So Nirbij Yoga has practices by which I kind of maintain being in that uh, space of nothing from which to have a perspective that is unbiased. Um, so, um, so that also gives me a reason for what hope is. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I uh, did uh, notice is that hope would need to keep to protect uh, the health within it, so that the you know the Pandora, whatever dark, if that is dark, that came out of Pandora's box doesn't crush the light. Yeah, so uh, I'm just wondering if what I'm talking about is seeming so much different in contrast to what is popularly known that it, that there is a certain ostracization, if that's a word, or a denial, if that's a word. While people are in some way paying attention, because I noticed that the uh, what is called as a followership, the, the, that, that number is kind of increasing, unless they are robots, kind of, you know, bots, uh, I, I don't know. But the numbers are increasing. So it, that gives me the sense that people are listening, but just not interacting, you know, commenting, uh, having discussions, not that. So if this gives a perspective to somebody who's listening, and uh, if this has you wonder, um, on what is it I'm saying or how I'm saying and um, if this in some way feels true to you this is again from the river of unmindfulness yeah that people are not able to listen to what I'm saying uh, do not understand what I'm saying and the value of it um, so okay
so what i'm saying in some way uh resonates with you if that's a word yeah um, um has you um experienced in some way that maybe some something of what i'm saying may be true and that um you can kind of try uh with a message or some talk to see how we can safely dialogue from no matter what your perspective of life is um so we can see how much what i'm saying may not be a threat and if it's a threat to how you have been living life to how to bridge that gap yeah um because um we are talking about uh, we're not talking about um it's about healthifying how we are doing things so that we are not maintaining um okay so one of the concern that shows up for me right now is um uh, this is how we live life you know our economy by which we make money and um we we have been doing doing this uh, since a long time um so this is how money is made so now we are you know so this idea of so now we're going to change how that is done if we're going to talk in terms of more non violence then uh, uh this is how we've been making money and uh, now you're talking about other than that so you're making us wrong or you're making us um, you know be on shaky grounds um so how are we going to uh, discuss that so um while we have our practices our traditional practices on how we have been living life within do see uh within the problem is the solution yeah and within the solution is also the problem yeah so um so then it's about recognizing which one sustainably has us um work in a in a more um balanced way so that we are not um disrupting what has been in a in a way that it you know, it, it uh, disturbs many aspects of what we are doing that would not be okay at all so but there is a way by which we can make small changes by which the discomfort in what is already there um reduces at the same time healthifies what we have so if um money has been made only through a traditional uh violence practice then um there would be ways by which to make money from other than violence in a way that it also honors what our ancestors have been honoring because of which the practice has been maintained because there there would be a reason why say for example um um uh, people who have been in defense or rather who people who are who may have been in uh, um mercenary um acts that's also like a job traditionally they have been maintained and there would be a reason why it's maintained yeah so um Uh, so so they would consider that's their dharma yeah like how they do things and why uh, is it important so but while um, that may be considered as necessary yeah maintaining the tradition is important if you're going to kind of kind of pay attention to what is the virtue by which the tradition has been maintained and then see by maintaining that virtue if we can um 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 adopt if that's a word or we can consider uh values by which the violence is reduced while the virtue is maintained that may 
uh, that way we would be honoring our uh, ancestral traditions values that they've been attempting to uh, preserve uh, while reducing the um, uh, disharmonious or unhealthy um, um, what is it unhealthy practices that may be if unhealthy values if that's a word which may have been maintaining the dukkha or the difficulty um, in the experience of living um, which they at some level may not be happy about but maybe they don't know another way and hence have been in some way forced to continue so we can have uh, these uh, dialogues um, then maybe we can see perspectives which may not otherwise have been possible to be seen and uh, um, so there is a cause and effect you see when something is uh, violated in some way there's there's an effect on, on something so there is somebody who cries um, because of it and there have been uh, people who have been affected by these kinds of yeah it's um, so there may be um, reasons justifications for it but there is also a, a resolution waiting to happen this happened you know so there may be this experience of um, why me unfair those kinds of things um, so that that may also be coming from uh, other than that you know other than what has been uh, necessarily practiced as important something better than that a, a, a way better than that may not have been able to be seen um, and we could perhaps consider um, in terms of uh, and I, I think I'm repeating myself here so I'm just going to pause I think it's a long podcast so um, if any of this gives perspective um, that would be nice so if this is going to help uh, resolve the monkeypox thing or the corona or you know, the pandemic of violence that I've been calling okay let's just say the pandemic yeah um, that would help in many ways um, in balancing our idea of sukha and dukkha so we have happiness yeah we do have true love and I think everybody likes true love um, but it's about how to have it in a sustainable manner yeah so that's what my uh, enterprise medicine intelligence is about what would have us have those sustainable values timeless values uh, virtues that has a person become fine people oh let's dialogue yeah thank you for listening <laughs>